Thank you for downloading Fearless in Devotion, a podcast all about Wrexham AFC. Here they come, our mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching with our mighty army, Wrexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion. Hello, Chryson all. Thank you for listening to Fearless in Devotion, uh, sponsored, as you all know by now, by The Fat Boar. Now, as we mentioned last week, we've just got a little mini podcast for you to keep you going over the holiday period. Uh, in this, the next of our special episodes to celebrate the 30-year anniversary of probably the greatest cup upset of all time, we've got the other section of our interview with the gentleman, that is Andy Thackeray. We've had lots of emails saying how much people enjoyed our chat with him a few weeks back. Uh, but first of all, we've got a short chat with the magic little man himself about his memories of that special day. So first off, Mickey, how are you? I'm doing good. Obviously, I had some good news last week. I'm clear of cancer for now. So uh, I'm in a in a good position. I'm happy. Well, great. Well, what, what does that mean sort of for your life now? Are you able to exercise more? You know, the sort of stuff... Well, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to stop working out. I'm not as aggressively as I used to before uh, the cancer. Mm. Uh, I found out about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take my time and gradually get strong each day, hopefully, and get no, back. And hopefully I can be in the Wrexham team for the uh, promotion season. <laughs> and <the> season. Promotion, <laughs> promotion season 2004-2005. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you go on Saturday? How did you find it? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, um, wanted to win the game. Really didn't do enough to win the game, of course. Uh, for mm. five at the back at home, I don't really go for that one. I think you've got to go out and, and be aggressive, and I, I, certainly at home anyway. Uh, but as yeah. I said, I got a good result last night, so that compensates for that disappointment uh, at the weekend. No, and if you look at, look at it, actually, they've uh, the last four or five I think they've won three and drawn one I mean that's that's not a bad record at the moment is it no I mean you expect to beat the two bottom teams I mean you know if you've got any intentions of getting you know automatic promotion which is still a possibility uh, the way the mm. things are going uh, so yeah that's encouraging that last night uh, that, that wasn't a great game but the most important thing they got maximum points no that's brilliant Right, Mickey, cast your mind back 30 years ago firstly do you ever get fed up of talking about this game well, no, because people like you keep reminding me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, it, it's very um, much in my mind. I, I think everywhere I go, even today, you still get people that want to know why I'm on that goal against us. So that never really leaves you, really. So you know, don't forget, as you well know, and the the the, um, the game itself was caught on camera, which was important, and yeah. it was BBC that caught, got that that you know that obviously biggest moment for me in FA Cup history by winning that game. No, I mean, when the draw was made, what, what was the sort of reaction? I mean, you, you were uh, one of the experienced heads in, in the room, weren't you? So, yeah. were people looking to you? Uh, well, you know, Andy, I, I'll have to be brutally honest. Uh, I thought, yeah, that's the end of the FA Cup one for us. Like, I think <laughs> anyone with a sensible brain would have said that, but as the game, as I mentioned before, as the game gets closer, then you start thinking, maybe this maybe something might happen. You don't really believe it, but you, you're thinking something might happen. And as you well know, with FA Cup history, it's got a, 
a massive amount of history of FA Cup shocks. Every year there's one uh, on this oh, one that's going to be Wrexham soon. You personally, did you, did you, were you a bit more, I don't know, not nervous about this one or, or did you see it as a free hit really? Because, you know, no one really expected you to, to do well, I much. Think, well, yeah, I, I think I knew what, you, what I was thinking about one chance to have another big game before I retire sort of thing because, you know, I've been at the top level and played with some great games, played in the FA Cup final, of course, but, you know, yeah, it's just another... Another game, you know, as I said before, we didn't think we were going to get nothing out of it, just to go out there and enjoy it and do the best we can and, and keep the score down. That's what we we're thinking. Yeah. I mean, Flitty set up the team and, and it was to, to really sort of try and get the best out of the likes of you and Gordon Davis, wasn't it? So you were in the middle, but you had two two young lads around you who were, who were mostly going to do your running, weren't they? Like the yeah. likes of yeah. and Wayne. Yeah, right. And the uh, certainly Wayne uh, Engine and, and Gareth, uh, both young, both very, very uh, fit individuals. So but they were the engine room. I was just uh, the one with a little bit of a brain, you know, in, in terms of big match-up uh, situations. So they looked for me to give them that confidence. But it, it was a combination of everything. I keep saying it all the time that it wasn't about me or Steve walking with the goals. It was a team performance. You know, and anyone in that ground, that day played a major part as well, certainly being a Wrexham fan. So it was a combination of everything, really. Uh, and the challenge that lie ahead, I think it lifted everyone. They certainly get lifted by the presence of Arsenal. So you're going to be lifted by that alone. Yeah, I think you go right through the team and everyone, certainly from number one in Vince O'Keefe, who was outstanding on the day, you know, yeah, was, and the yeah. back four, Carey and uh, uh, Mark Satori, uh, Andy Thackeray and Philardi, you know, they played a major part as well. So it, it was something that, you know, obviously, as you well know, being a journalist, is that the goal scorers always get that their line. Like they never really know about the other part of the game where I'm not saying that you're not any knowledge. I'm just saying you do want to do the headlines and the headlines are going to be yeah. Ricky Thomas and Steve Watkin. We, we understand that. And I, I remember a long time ago and I said, I told a story when I was 17 playing for Wrexham somewhere in Poland and I made the goal for Dixie McNeil and I was only a young lad, 17, and they all came in the press. Oh, where's the goal score? And I sat in the corner. I said, what about me? I made the goal. And he looked at me and laughed. And it, they gave me a mention in the Delhi Express next day. He said, a little voice in the corner. Because, you know, I made the goal. So the only way you're going to get a mention is someone else mentioned about. And I, I will never stop mentioning it. it was a team performance. No, I know. I mean, if you look at the first 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 half, you you were under under the wrap a little bit. You know, they scored. They could have got a bit more. Yeah, and in the second half, I, I, I watched extended highlights and you were a lot closer to Arsenal. I mean, I don't know if they thought they were 1-0 up and that was enough. I don't know if if Kevin and, and Brian Flynn had said, right, you know, step it up, get closer to them for the second half. But it seemed a lot, a lot closer in the second period. It certainly was. I mean, I was thinking the, in the first half, um, we had a great opportunity. That guy threw out a, a really, probably a, we should have probably scored, guys, in that, in that uh, situation, but he missed it. But you're right, the second half, they scored at the wrong time, 44 minutes, whatever, and they've gone at half-time thinking it's going to be all over now. Unfortunately, they didn't really get going, and we got obviously nothing to lose. We kept on going. We kept fighting for the ball. So, you know, and as I said, the fans were right behind us. They were urging us on. We had one or two little chances, you know, before 
uh, my goal materialized. So, yeah, it was encouraging. And they didn't like it. It wasn't a, a, a great day for a game of football. So we made the conditions and, you know, the pitch maybe didn't help them. So everything was in our favour. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the free kick specifically now, right? Gordon, right, so George Graham said it wasn't a free kick. David O'Leary said it definitely wasn't a free kick. And I think Gordon Davis was once quoted as saying it was a near assault. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I go along with Gordon. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that, that's the way football is. I mean, you're going to get decisions that aren't for you, for you sometimes. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't think about whether it was not a free kick. All I remember... Uh, from the video, which I really enjoy, not my goal, is yeah. uh, uh, Nigel Winterburn, the left back, as he gets the ball on the left-hand side, he picks it up and he run goes towards Gordon Davis in an old man's way, and, you know, like walking funny and giving the ball, like taking the mick out of Gordon Davis. So yeah. when I put that ball and we won the game, I thought about what he did. That was like karma for you, Mr Winterburn. I mean, what was your free kick record like before before that? Because uh, you, I, was, you I, I, that? I was absolutely top draw at free kicks, uh, giving right. them away, giving them ah. away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I had, I've scored free kicks before. I took them for Stoke, I took them for Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really, not, I'm not a prolific goal scorer. My job as a player was always being a creative player and, and make goals for the, for the strikers. And I've always been a, a midfield wide player. So I was not, I'm not, not a natural goal scorer. Yeah, I have scored my fair share of goals. I've scored some great goals in that. I mean, that would probably, from a one uh, dead ball situation, probably one of my best goals I've ever scored. But from open play, I've got some incredible goals I've scored throughout my career. So, Wayne grabs the ball and it looks like he wants to take it quick. You come over and you whisper, you say something, you cup your hand and you say something. No, what do you say to it? No, the exact words, and I, and I, I know it because I won't forget it. I, I, when he got all the ball, I said, Wayne, just push the ball to me, just tap it to me to one side. And there was a little bit of a delay, sort of, and I said to him, no, leave it, I'm going to hit it. And I was, I'll never forget, and it was in my mind, I said to myself, Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning, it was when we were training, I took a five-yard run-up. I've hit the ball with great power. Didn't hit the target. As I said, it's still going around the universe. I thought, I'm going to try <laughs> the same process. And, mm. you know, as soon as I hit it, you know, it, I, I even watch it today. I, it's like a rocket. I don't know how I got that power in it, to be honest, but what a goal that was. So, yeah, uh, as I said, David Smith and Gold barely got a touch on it and entered the back of the net. And then they certainly, they were all over the place after that. And eventually, with a, with a few minutes later, or a couple of minutes later, we get the winner from Steve Watkin. You know, a little yeah. bit of a goal, my scramble, and that ball finds the back of the net. Yeah. We're in ecstasy. We can't believe what's happening. I don't think they know what's happening. You know, yeah, right. uh, it, it was unreal. It was unreal. Yeah. The ground was going crazy. The fans were unbelievable. You know yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know, when that second goal went in, it's like, oh my God, probably the best thing you could ever uh, get in a football game. No, it was pandemonium. They were they were rattled after that goal, weren't they? Just just go a quick bit on your celebration because. Um, you went straight to Joey, didn't you? Straight away. I go to Joey. That's my intention. He was, he was my best mate, and I ran to show. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, he was on the bench, wasn't he? Obviously, uh, along with uh, James Kelly and yeah. that. So I, I just want to get to Joey, you know, because I've yeah. been too much with him, and I just want to celebrate with him. And uh, it was great. It was great. 
And then you did a little slick back of the hair and then you pointed then, towards the cop. Were you pointing right. to anyone in particular? Or? Uh, no, I just went, fuck off. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, get in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like just, just the cop, because that's what you know, Rex are renowned for. We had, you know, that's where, and obviously, unfortunately, at this moment, Sam is not alive, but that cop was alive that day. And I just wanted to give him that, oh, get in there sort of thing. What was the party like after? What was the celebration? Because I know you you ended you ended up going to the BBC studio, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went down there. I mean, that's what. See, uh, I'll tell you a story about that. See, we went to the BBC, and that was great. And that because that means you're back in the big team. They send us a limousine. We mean Brian go down to to BBC because, as you well know, it's already the talk of the not just in this country, but we're all football, everyone in, you know, we made all the papers in Australia, South Africa, that result, you know, like a, a massive, massive shock in, in FA Cup football, no one could believe it. So that's gone around the universe. So, you know, you know, you're going to get everything out of that. You know, you're going to get pictures, people want a piece of you. And even still today, that's how big it is. So yeah, you understand that you've got to go through that process of, of doing what they want to do because, you know, you're going to milk it. No, definitely. I mean, you say it's probably one of the best goals you've ever scored. Do you think it was probably the match you'll be remembered for more more than more than anything? Well, Do you think, think because you just because you, you you played so many at the top level. Oh yeah, I mean, I played cup final, whatever, and that, and you know, played for my country Wales, but. You know, I've, I've scored some great goals. My, my favourite goal of all time is uh, for Wrexham against Tottenham at White Hart Lane, probably mm. against one of the best goalkeepers in Pat Chenza on a half volley uh, from the 18-yard box. You couldn't get it anymore in the top left-hand corner. And Pat Jennings waited down the tunnel for me after the game. Never met him before. And I didn't know who he, you know, he didn't know who I was. But as I came down the tunnel, he said, can I shake your hand? I go, what was your team? He goes, yeah, I said, that was some goal, son. I didn't know you before the game, but I think I'm going to hear a lot more about you. So that was really nice coming from someone like him. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, no. I got another one that night, but that was my probably favourite goal. But it's not about that, is it? This game, Andy, was mm. a change in fortunes of Rex. And don't forget, we were financially struggling. They were yeah. really bad in, in situations. So that generated a massive amount of money in terms of Brian Flynn to get what he wanted, you know, and bring players in, young players in. He did that magnificently, didn't he? Mickey, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you, no, thank you no, so much no, for no, that. No, 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 I'm finishing now. I've got another half hour. So <laughs> no, no. I want to talk about it. No, no. Let's go through it again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Mickey Thomas, who was our very first guest on the podcast, and we're very grateful for his support. And next up, it's everyone's favourite Yorkshireman, Andy Thackeray. We're almost on the verge of 30 years of the FA Cup win over Arsenal. Being part of that, I mean, even being there, it still feels like, like a privilege to be there, even as a young kid. So, to feel to be a part of it the way you were in that starting lineup, I can't imagine you're ever bored of discussing it, are you? No, you don't. But I think I've told you it's. Um, I'm not a. I'm not sort of an emotional type chap. Um, I enjoy what I do and I enjoy everything. But I like to see people having pleasure. You know, I, I and when you see things on the TV or you see clips on YouTube or and you see all them people at the time, right with supporters, you know, the whole town went mad, didn't it? Um, 
the young players getting the the credit they deserved, and you're playing against one of the greatest teams in the world. Um, I think it just that's what that's what puts a smile on my face now. When in a couple of weeks I'll see myself running after Mickey Thomas and trying to jump on his back thirty years later, because it is one of those iconic games, and and to be a part of it was brilliant. You know, fantastic. What's your your overriding memory of that entire day? Because I mean, we'll get to the part about your your kind of lack of post match celebrations in a bit, which we, yeah, which yeah, I thought was quite funny. Um, you did, you, that, yeah, your general overriding f- feeling of that day, and anything that sticks out for you apart from the obvious. Yeah, I mean, obviously the whole game. I mean, we we got a bit of a battering, didn't we? You know, in the first half, um, lucky to hang on, and remember coming in. And uh, and when he's saying you've just got to stay in the game, you know, stay in the game. But you've got to you've got to get amongst them again. You've got to get amongst them. And I think second half we came out with the resilience. And I think we went we went a bit long in the game. To be fair, I think he said get them turned and see what happens. Um, and we did that for for both the goals really, didn't we? I think the first goal, the free kick came from a long ball down the channel that we got the free kick from. Rest is history. The second goal again went down the channel again, the right-hand channel. Um, Gordon Davis got onto it, that little square, and then all of a sudden Steve Watkin puts it away. So we probably reverted to something that not of type, really. We just started sticking balls in behind them and hoping the game changed, and it did. It changed in an instant. Um, and then all of a sudden then you're thinking, how long is left? How long is left? Can we hang on? Can we hang on? And I can remember the crowd were just like crazy at the time. and They were cheering everything that got misplaced past, cheering every tackle, cheering every... Any event that happened in the game that went in our favour, it just it just seemed to lift the whole ground. And um, and obviously then, you you know, you get the final whistle and you think, well, you know, what have we done? Everybody's crazy. There's people running on, patting on the back. I'd never experienced that before, you know, in, in my career. So um, just, just a wonderful, yeah, a wonderful day, a wonderful evening. Um, just, just to experience with everybody. One of the things that you said to me was one of the the things that maybe people might not be aware of is mm-hmm. was all the, uh, the the disabled fans running literally yeah. right hugging hugging the side of the pitch. Yeah, you, you, and, obviously the, the 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 new stand wasn't there at the time, so there was some some wooden hoardings, uh, advertising hoardings, and the disabled spotters used to sit on the far side down there. And um, and obviously used to speak to them before the game and ran across at the end of the game. But the overriding feeling they were right in the game. They, you know, the sound and you, the, the, you had this bank of disabled disabled people with the carers there, and thinking, wow, they must have been feeling what we were feeling because the, the noise is it's sort of magnified on the pitch. It's 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 not a it's like it's like a, a humming. It's like and, and the humming it gets louder and louder. And when when there's a roar. And you thought these, you know, the disabled people where they are now, they're up in the stand, aren't they? But they were living it. And I could, I remember running across and the faces of them all and the carers, everybody were just like, fantastic. So, yeah, that's a, a memory as well of the day, you know, seeing how, how much the enjoyment they'd got out of the game as well. I think, um, obviously, apart from the girls, I think we mentioned Paul Merson. If we hadn't won that game, um, I dare say you would have been seeing Paul Merson in your in your nightmares. He was a bit of a tricky, tricky customer. Yeah, again, I've mentioned it before. One that first half when he was running with the ball, obviously he played left hand side. Always had the ball stuck to his right hand, to his right foot, and you're thinking, 
I can get this. And you always felt you had a chance to get in the ball, but you, you invariably never got it. But that, that's, you know, that's, that was a sign of class, wasn't it? You know, and you just, um, you, you just stick in the game. And I think I got one or two tackled in on the second half. And we had a bit of a, a head to head where I think a few expletives were, were thrown, but, um, but I think it was just their frustration and our, uh, you know, our exuberance. And we just knew we had to be involved, you know, be, be around them. And, and you could see, I think they were, I think they were, they were quite generous in defeat. I think they realised we'd give them a really good game on the day. And uh, you know, it's okay saying, well, you know, they were they were this and they were that. But you know, I think on the day, probably over the ninety minutes, I think it was it was a fair result. I would say that though, wouldn't I? <laughs> it, was the, yeah. it was the perfect mix, wasn't it, of the of youth and experience in that team on that day. Yeah. Just seeing all the ingredients were there, and like like you said, you were the likes of. Vince O'Keefe, Gordon, yeah. Mickey, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, Gareth Owen, Carl, yeah. uh, you know, Steve Walking, and you yeah. somewhere, you were 24. In between, yeah. yeah. Phil, Hardy was young. Phil Hardy was young as well then, wasn't he? Phil Hardy, yeah, yeah, it was. And you, I think the bench was all young, wasn't it? Kieran Dirk and John Cross, lots of people like that. So I think... Um, yeah, the mixture was great, and and as as we all know, it was a it was a bit of a free hit, wasn't it, that season? So um, to get all these players, but that probably what inspired those young players. You know, I mean, I remember, you know, you you forget we haven't mentioned your Chris Armstrong, your Andy Priestes, who went on to have brilliant careers, didn't they? You know, went on doing doing lots of good things. Kieran Dirk, you know, as we say there, God rest his soul. Um, and it's just, you know, great memories for someone like me to think that, you know, you, you, you played in these big games with all these young kids who came through with you. Um, and all obviously the, the, the lads who'd experienced it before you, Mickey Thomas's, you know, I mean, what a girl. What, I mean, you know, I can, I can see it probably till I'm 90 talking about Mickey Thomas's girl, can't you know? And I had the best seat in the house because I was literally, apart from Wayne Phillips, I was stood probably five yards away from it when it went into the top corner. And I said to Tim, just a shame it didn't stick in the stanchion. If it had stuck in the stanchion, that would have been it, wouldn't it? You know, that would have been the that would have been the FA Cup photo. It's nearly the FA Cup photo now, but it would have been the FA Cup photo of a lifetime. Yeah. Did you Did you know it as soon as he hit it? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I don't think I don't think the uh, the cameras will ever do the velocity of that goal justice. Oh no, no. He, and then when. <laughs> then when you sit, when you hit it, and then you saw him wheel away, and and then now you see the clips on TV from a high angle, and you see the one steward, don't you, in the Arsenal end, yeah. and he's running around with his orange, with his orange top on, and you think, wow, what a moment, yeah. But Mickey, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, he's a what a great bloke, but you know, again, an inspiration, really, because I I couldn't believe it. We used to go to away games, and people, I don't know. Mickey never used to sleep. It was like he'd, he'd be wandering around the hotel and he'd go out at four o'clock in the morning and he'd be going on walks and people would say, Mickey's not had much sleep last night. And then you'd play with him on, a, on the three o'clock in the afternoon and he'd be like magnificent. And he, you know, you just couldn't understand how his body worked at that age at that time. But freak, but a, a brilliant freak, wasn't he, Mickey? Great footballer, great footballer and a great bloke. And he was the first guest on our podcast, wasn't he? Was it? Right. It was yeah. indeed. Funny enough, I was speaking to Nick Parry. He's the um, S4C Scorio uh, commentator for the Wales games. Yeah. But he was yeah. uh, at the Arsenal game as a young pup, as a Radio Cymru um, okay. uh, 
uh, commentator. So obviously, someone like me, the only obviously the only view I've got of that Mickey goal has been the one that we all see on telly. But yeah. he had it from the other side, and you know, talking about his strike, he said exactly the same thing. Is that the one take the takeaway he had from it was how well David Seaman did to get a fingertip to, to it. Get fingertips, yeah. he, he did actually nearly save it because he said never seen a strike so good. Basically, just such no. a pure strike. Yeah, but I think if you, if, I mean, Mickey used to strike a sweet ball at the best of times, didn't he? You know, you used to see it in training and the big glimpses where he did 40, 50, 60 yard passes and they all seemed to be struck the same way as that free kick, you know, effortless, but with so much power, you know, and that's, that again, that's another difference between your top, top players and your players just below when it's like a golf swing when they when they hit that ball it's just like when it goes but just fantastic yeah fantastic so i've had a look at the um before we get to your post-match or what your wild post-match yeah celebration um i've looked at the i've had a good look at the the pictures in the dressing room there's you um stripped to your to your shorts are you drinking a cup of tea Cup of tea, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I love that. As a man after my own heart, there. Is that a tankard or is that is that a clear glass with tea in it? And it's, it's no, it was it was definitely tea, yeah, because obviously the 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 uh, the teapot used to be on the side when you came in, and it was like there was cameraman in there, wasn't there? And it's like, what do you do? Well, have a cup, have a cup of tea normally. So we had a, a cup of tea, you know, and then it went out, and then it's like, can we get the photos and? You know, normally you go in, take your shirt off, throw your throat down, and you start having a chat about the game. But it, obviously, that was a different game. So uh, yeah, but uh, always like a good cup of tea. Not Yorkshire tea, though, was it? I bet it wasn't Yorkshire tea. Shocking. <laughs> I was about to ask what you reckon it was. Yeah, yeah I bet it wasn't Yorkshire tea. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so you were out the door at the race course at half past six, and you were back yeah. home in Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah, you were in the pub, your local. Yeah. Yeah. Sam's house by eight o'clock with your your lovely your lovely wife or was it wife to, was. wife to be then or partner? wife to be yeah 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 and um, yeah so just tell us about those 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 wild celebrations in your pub. Well, it's funny because I came I, after I would just done the chat with you in midweek. I came home and uh, said to Joanne, I said, uh, "Can you remember what we did after after the Arsenal game?" And she went, "Yeah, we we sat in the Sam's house on our own and had a couple of drinks, didn't we?" <laughs> and uh, and it's strange because you get you get back and you think the whole probably the whole of Wrexham's going mad, and we came back and uh, sat little a little alcove around the corner, couple of drinks, and didn't do a lot really. Probably went home and had another cup of tea, but <laughs> but uh, is it? Yeah, it didn't. Like I say, it probably didn't hit home. You know, it probably didn't hit home to a lot of us. I mean, as I said, there was a lot of socialising went on in them four years that I was at Wrexham with a lot of the players. But um, just in tea rooms, though, just in the tea rooms, just in the tea rooms, obviously, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the play, I mean, we, you know, you had your players bar then, didn't you? You know, where the the lads used to stock and run their own players bar. You'd have a, you'd have a kitty, you'd fill it up, and the the opposition used to come in and you'd have a drink. Now it's all corporate, isn't it? You know, everybody's invited here, there, and everywhere. And you used to have family and friends, and um, the opposition's family and friends in there, and you'd all sit down and chew the fat over again. And invariably, the opposition took a couple of crates of beer off you by them for their coach journey home. And that's, that was football. You know, that's, that's the way it was. So whether you were in, you know, Scarborough or Leighton Orient or whatever, you know, the football, and then it would be on the coach and, 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 and get back home. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, 
good memories, really good memories of everything at Wrexham. It was uh, it was brilliant. Yeah. She hasn't brought you a pint since you were. Joanne. Yeah. No comment. I couldn't buy a <laughs> Did you remind her of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been I've been married thirty odd years now. So uh, yeah, as I say, it's uh, she she she's good. She's a good one. I got a good one. Yeah. And my little house in Ponky. I bought my first yeah. house in Ponky at Wrexham. So I was twenty years old. Bought a little house in Ponky. Um, didn't realise it was quite a Welsh-speaking village, and nobody used to speak to me for the first few weeks when I came out because I didn't say good morning in Welsh. So, uh, but soon, soon got over that, and I think people people were all right about it afterwards. And none of them would have known your granddad was from Aberdeer either. So, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. I don't. I don't know. With the Newport County thing, the Wrexham thing, I had talks with Terry Yorath at Swansea at time. I don't know. I just had this pull for Wales. So, and then, and I'll be honest with you. You know, I sit there watching England because I'm English. I sit there watching England, but then I put the Welsh game on the other night. You know, and I feel as proud as they come when they, you know, when they're getting brilliant results like that. And I think that's that's probably partly to do with the fact that. The people are Wrexham are so passionate, aren't they? And were when when I was there. But with a passion, there's also a friendliness that um, I don't think comes out of a lot of places. It seems to come out, you know, with the Wrexham people, and um, and and they seem to support their own very very well, don't they? Which is which is brilliant, you know, brilliant. Thanks very much for listening. We'll all be back next week as normal. Bye-bye.